Welcome. You're the first remote guest of the Bro Down Showdown. Honor Caglar, everybody. Yeah. You don't. You don't even need to any more guests on after I've been on. That's it. Nice. <laughs> be, Hell yeah. Everyone else will be shit. Totally <laughs> <laughs> not shit. So. Oh, our first international guest. This is fucking incredible, man. Yeah. I feel so established today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my goal is to yeah. learn as much slang as I can from your side of the pond. Yeah, we can teach load. The weird, the weird thing is as well though, like in England, well, I suppose it's probably the same in America. Like the slang changes from like area to area as well, so it's you could there's so much to learn. Oh wow! Like just like town to town is different, or just like what are they like different territories? How's it work over there? Um, like it's it's, it's regions. Like I, I'm North Yorkshire, and then there's West Yorkshire, South Yorkshire. Like and then there's Yorkshire as a region, and there's and then there's like uh, Lancashire. Um, there's all that sort of, all the other shit areas. Oh, <laughs> nice. All scumbags live. The only, the only place to live is Yorkshire. If you live outside of Yorkshire, you're just a scumbag. <laughs> That's awesome. What's it like over there, man? Is it, uh, is it, is like cancel culture crazy over there like it is here? Is everyone really sensitive? Um, you sort of notice it. Well, in, in fairness, I only really notice it on the internet, but I live in like. Scarborough where I live is like a small town so you don't really see much here and then I live in a little village in Scarborough so you definitely don't see anything like in here like they're all like sort of farmers around here so they don't give a flying fuck about anything nice it's still sort of hell yeah way of life you know is that what you uh is your old lady tattoo like where you guys are yeah yeah she does yeah she's got a shop in, in Scarborough Center nice hell yeah dude she's she's legit i was just like looking at her portfolio dude it's fucking incredible work oh yeah she's been smashing it out like hell yeah just, um, and you guys say tattoo right tattoo 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 all right it sounds right. way cooler than how we say it yeah the like the way we talk over here is so bland tattoo so rich has started doing movie posters for the for every show so we reached i reached out to you and i said what movie would you yeah. want us to do for this episode and it was a movie i've never heard of but rich has seen it have you not no that's no, a good really? movie man it's old it's, it's an old ass movie but it's good I, yeah, I used to have it on VHS. Do you know what? The only reason I said that is because someone on that, um, the, the, the Iron Fist that I made, someone commented on our Facebook video of it and said it looks like the the bad guy from Inner Space. And then I was like, fucking hell, I forgot about that. I, I looked it up. That's why I had that picture in my thing. So when you sent it, I was like, this is got be, it's like a, it's like a sign from, from the Yorkshire gods just telling me that this has got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! I'm getting on that. I, when I when he showed it to me, I was like, "How obscure, man! That's such an old movie, but it's a good one." Well, man. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be a bit different as well because I thought everyone's not going to choose the classics. So I thought that that that's one what you know that you don't really hate much of it anymore. I mean, I hadn't heard anything about it in God knows how long. I really want to watch it again now. I need to. Yeah, need to I'm gonna watch it. it again this week when I do the artwork for it. Hell yeah! Yes. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, we've what have we done? We did you did Karate Kid, yeah. Apollo 13. And then a uh, fucking Terminator, Terminator Two. Terminator Two. That was the best one. It's because it's your favorite movie, though, right? Yeah, that's it's why one I did that one. Yeah. And then a uh, Karate Kid is just a classic. Like I'm wearing a Karate Kid shirt today, so that was classic yeah. for me. 
And then uh, Apollo 13 was just a cop-out because we had Austin on, our first guest, and I was like, ah, there's three heads in this one, so I can just easily Photoshop that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah, it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah. I put some fucking work into the Judgment Day one, though. I spent four hours painting that shit in there. (laughs) 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 Fucking work ethic. We're having them all made into stickers. Yeah. Oh, dude, are you yeah, going to do Judgment cool Day stickers? Yeah, you got to send it over to me. I'll order them up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll do that before we get out of here. And then we'll have a bunch yeah, of copyright cool infringed movie posters. I tried to change it enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, I was hoping we wouldn't get, like, a strike on those. But they haven't been taken off Instagram yet, so they're working. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone who, everyone who, like, was in the process of filming it and that's all dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Or they're almost dead. Who? Uh, there's the chick in inner space. Is that Meg Ryan? Is that who that is in the in the? Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna I, make. I'd like an. Sorry, I, I was gonna say I'd like an infatuation with her. Like I, I looked her up. Like well, not not recently. Maybe a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Fuck, she didn't age well at all. She's rough as fuck." But when she was young, <laughs> she was fucking smoking. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck, you know. Shit. Now I'm gonna do a sleepless in Seattle one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to make Coakley fucking Meg Ryan in that one, I think. You're going to make me the Meg Ryan? We keep <laughs> yeah. switching back and forth because in the Karate Kid one, I was the the girl that he was in love with. So in the T2 <laughs> one, I asked him to be Sarah Connor. <laughs> I'm like, can we at least go back and forth? I'm not the girl every time. The Sarah Connor one looks good because I got the beard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she has a strong jawline, too. I think as well, like being like, as much as being a girl, most of them. But being Sarah Connor as a girl is not really that bad, is it? Because she's she's like a badass woman, so she's sort of manly as as it is anyway. Yeah, she's about yeah. as girl power as it gets. Do that scene. <laughs> she's doing like pull ups in Judgment Day, you know, and you can see all those fucking back muscles and shit. Yeah, she was a yeah. scary lady. She's small too. She a teeny scary lady. Yeah, she ain't aged well either. <laughs> now, dude, but she's you know, like fucking I, 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 eighty. Oh, well, she's fucking hell, you know, like, you don't realize that, like, where time goes, and you look at, like, you look at actors and stuff, and you're like, fuck, like, they're old as fuck. Yeah. Because I'm old as fuck. Dude, <laughs> every time I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think of him from, like, Commando or, like, Terminator, and yeah. he's so young, and then you see him on, like, the new Netflix shit that he's in, and fuck, dude, he's, like, 75, 76, so it's yeah. like... He was my age that I am now, fucking back then. <clears throat> and it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm going to be old soon. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we, we watched um, Sylvester Stallone on, uh, oh, fucking, I can't think of the name of it. Um, oh, I can't think. It's, it's his new TV series. I think it's on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. And he's like old as fucking that. I mean, to be honest, he looked like looks rough for his like he just looks rough because he looks like he's had loads of surgery but not as actual old as it as as he is you know like it's and it's quite a good film actually his acting's quite good in it oh what is it um, I, I know what you're talking about is he's like a superhero or super villain who turns good oh no um it's a, it's the tv series one where he's like a gangster but i have seen that one he's good that's a good film as well actually kids love that one he's hmm. like a gangster in the one you're talking about right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a phone right in front of me. What a night! I, I know what you mean too. He looks good, like shit, dude. He doesn't look like he's like in his seventies, but the way he moves, yeah. it's like, oh, he fucked his body up just doing shit. I think yeah. one of the newer Rambo's. I think he like broke his neck, or he had he sustained some sort of injury, like to the discs or something. You know, it like fucked him up. But he was almost seventy when it happened. You know, 
fuck, you know. It's like when you see, you know, like the old wrestlers, and they seem to get to a certain age, and the walk all the same, like the neck and the, the like the, the hip and everything's just joined, and the shoulders are sort of hunched forward. They, they don't really, they don't have like a fluid movement anymore, you know, because they've done right. that many steroids or whatever, and they're just, the fucking body just fucking catarizes together so it's the, the, there's no like flex it's just it's just bone in between bone rubbing together it's it's fucking weird it's uh, fucking probably painful tulsa <laughs> tulsa king yeah tulsa king that's the fucking yeah do you guys yeah, uh it's quite, it's quite good series is pro wrestling big over there do you guys watch that shit like wwe or AEW? um not really that big no i mean it, when i was younger i used to watch it it was reasonably big then because when I was younger, we didn't, we didn't, there used to be like an English wrestling thing. We like, we used to have probably before I was born, like maybe, maybe in seventies, early eighties. And it was pretty big then wrestling over here, but it sort of just died. Like TV company, I think just cut it and and stopped showing it. And then it just died off. But there is sort of like local wrestling um, circuits and the gym that we used to train at in Leeds that, that actually had um, like pro, like a pro wrestling ring there where they used to go and train because we always used to fuck around in it and practice stuff and it's still hanging on here because we have a lot more fucking losers <laughs> in the states <laughs> oh it's so funny dude i'm such a nerd i watch pro wrestling i don't give a shit i love I that know. shit I, th I think for me like i would still watch it but it's more like like when I was younger, it was all, like there was always like you know like the feeling like Hulk Hogan like fucking hell yes I want to yeah. win. Whereas now it's and it's not like yeah when you're a kid you know like well I, I knew it was fake when I was a kid you knew it was sort of a setup, but now it's sort of like too much of a film and it's a bit like fuck me I'm bored of watching this film it's been going on for months like I just, I, as just an avid fan <clears throat> as an avid fan I feel that I feel that dude because it gets boring their promos suck you know. It's a, yeah. always dumb how they're building it, but uh, like AEW is a new company, uh, you know, like competes with WWE, and it's so yeah. rad, man. It's like Attitude Era wrestling. They're 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 gigging a lot, fucking cutting their faces open, jumping on tacks, like all the good oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, people are getting hurt. Not that that's what I'm rooting for, but it's fun to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually seen some of the like, you know, like the little reels of people getting hurt from that like, AEW, but that was like the good times, you know. I mean. Obviously, WWE used to do it as well, didn't they? Like they used to do some brutal stuff, but then it just yeah, it's, they've sort of made it a bit kin kid friendly, and you know the the it's is strange now for me to watch. Yeah, remember when uh, who was that guy? He was super jacked. His like whole shtick was like I smash all the ladies. It's like not ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, the other one, Val Venus. Val Venus. Back oh, in the Val day, Venus, yeah, yeah, they re they had a storyline where Val Venus was going to get his dick cut off in the ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> back when Vince McMahon didn't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, No, dude, there were crazy storylines back then. Like, uh, wasn't there one with Steph McMahon getting raped by one of the wrestlers or something? Which, like, was, which ended up being a fact. <laughs> what, oh, what, the Macho Man <laughs> shit? Yeah, I don't think it was rape. I think it was consensual, but she yeah. did bang Macho Man when she was a minor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She banged a lot. I, there's a lot of banging at WWE amongst wrestlers, and you know they're athletes. Yeah, they're studs. They're what are you gonna do? Absolutely jacked to the fuck with steroids, and all they want to do is just fuck everything that moves. I bet, like <laughs> you know, like I bet that you know, like the walk from the changing room to the wrestling ring, and I bet they just fuck the wall, or whatever, because they've got that much testosterone, and they're just like, I need to fuck something real quick. So it's gonna be like <laughs> Orioles, like all the way along. 
all the way to the, to the wrestling ring, just fuck one of these glory holes before you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Maybe that's why Conor McGregor always has a boner at weigh-ins. Oh, that's so fucking weird, it's man. He so really weird. does. Yeah. The Khabib, was it the Khabib, the Khabib one was bad, right? That, the Mayweather one, because he's always, oh, out, yeah, he's always yeah. out there in briefs and he's like, got a heart on. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Tuck your dick in. What the fuck, man? <laughs> he's on mad fucking steroids, dude. Mad steroids. I saw him, he yeah, did it. Because he did, well, he's, he's filming for a film, isn't he? And he's he, like, he looked fucking jacked, like his fucking shoulders and just fucking like, it, yeah. Bro. Yeah, he had to heal that leg injury. Yeah, I mean, you break your shin bone in two. You need something to help you bounce back from and oh, yeah, the cocaine. He yeah. loves cocaine. That's pretty obvious. Oh, that's that's probably why his shin bone broke. He's probably had that much cocaine that his body's just fucking <laughs> like disintegrating. Yeah, like, oh, I don't need any food. Milk, nah. Cocaine, just give me some cocaine. Mix it with water. I'll drink it. It looks like milk. Yeah, that guy just can't <laughs> stay out of trouble, though, man. I want to see that Chandler fight so bad, but it's never gonna happen. No, it ain't it's, gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it is happening, is it? I do want to see it because, like, Chandler, before he joined the UFC, was like one of my top, like, uh, one of the fighters who I really like. I, I like, I used to follow him, and and I just like, you know, like, in training, everything about him is so technically. Wrestling's fucking top notch, and his, his striking's top notch. But then he just can't seem to put it together. Like, or he gets too, like, he gets too much when he's in, like, when he's fighting, and he just goes over the top and just ends up getting clipped or getting caught somehow. And it's, it's sort of disappointing in a way, but but then I suppose he is he's getting old, isn't he? You know, and he's 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 probably on his sort of downward spiral that, that took him when he was out of his prime. I think. Yeah, he's fought some killers too, you know, and it it, it shows you how incredible the UFC is because it really is the best, you know. So when he gets yeah. there, and it, you know, he he fought some straight killers, but uh, he's a zombie man. You can't put him down. You he's know, he's got that um, Cody Garbrandt syndrome. Where he goes in, and he's like, yeah. "Plan? What fucking plan? Yeah, let's yeah. just throw down." He gets emotional. That, that he wants it, to put it? on a yeah. show. Yeah, that is, I, I think we talked about it on on the other podcast, didn't we? About Cody Garbrandt. Love. He's like, he was like, he's definitely one of my favorite fighters, and I just think, you know, like the the way that he, the way that he fucking put away Dominic Cruz. Like when Dominic Cruz, I'd say as well, he won't he won't on his down spiral. He, he was like, that was prime Dominic Cruz and he just put him away so technically and I just think if he'd have just stuck to that if he'd have just stuck to that for the rest of his career I don't think people would have beat him I mean he might have got caught you know clipped chinned a few times or whatever throughout the rest of his career till he retired but I feel like if he fought like that he'd have, just, he'd have been unstoppable because he was just so technical and everything was just so crisp and clean that was the fight that made me fall in love with the guy because I fucking hate Dominic Cruz. And he, I can't he stand that. He <laughs> Dominic. He bitched him so hard, dude. Doing the fucking jigging shit in between, like cracking him so hard too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was fucking. Yeah. Like I. I, I think that was. I rarely stay up to watch fights, and that that was one of the fights. Like I. I, I think I stayed up and I watched it, and I was just like, "This is a fucking good fight." Like that's got to be like one of the. the I mean, you know, like people with fights, people always pick the bloody ones or the ones where someone gets knocked out, uh, not knocked out, but someone gets put down and back up and then, you know, like, and it's to and fro. But I feel like that fight as a technical all-round fight should be, like, probably in the in the, in, in the top five, top four oh, fights in yeah. the UFC. It was, Absolutely. It was just so clean. Hell yeah. The fucking uh, Chandler Gagey fight. Oh. I wish that had been a five-rounder. Seriously, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I'd watch that one again. I'd watch it again. Yeah, 
the Poirier shit think, coming up is going to be great. Yeah, I think that that's the thing as well about people like Justin Gagey and, and Chandler. That they should be in five round fights. They're not they're not three rounders, are they? They're just you know they, they put that much fun into it. It's like I mean I bet even them are like oh if I'd have had two more rounds, especially someone like like, like Gagey. In fact, even Chandler he sort of excels in the latter rounds. You know. He, he tends to get clipped early on or like starts off real slow. The same as Gage, he starts off real slow and, and gets clipped early on. But I think, yeah, if they, if they just do five-round fights, it'd just be, I mean, it's fucking moneymaker and it's just fucking printing the cash. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree with you, man. I, I feel like the whole main card should be five-rounders. Oh, yeah. I don't see yeah. why not. I mean, we're paying 100 bucks. Well, we're not, but some people are <laughs> paying 100 bucks to... <laughs> Sorry, Dana. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing as well. Like, I know before when the, the it only used to be title fights, didn't it? And they always used to say the championship rounds and you used, used to see fighters who'd like, who had good cardio and they'd start flagging in the last two rounds because obviously they weren't used to it. And I know they the put more five-round fights out now. I, I fully agree with you. If you're on the main card, make it five rounds so that it builds you up. You know, you might, you, might, you might only have two fights lower down and then your next fight's a championship fight. So you need to get used to that five five round, especially, you know, like, I mean, you can you can train all you want, but when you when you're fighting, like especially like in the UFC, if if you lose, you you only have to lose three times and you go. I mean, some of them have been caught after one or two losses, so you sort of, you're fighting to keep your job as well as you know like do other things. So you're putting it all into that three rounds, and then you're like, oh, actually, two more fucking rounds. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that if you if you're used to fighting three rounds, that two more rounds is you know like it's. It's it's like over over half, you know what I mean? It's 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 two thirds of the fight you used to fighting, so it's it's a lot of time, you know. If, if you put it like like into sort of a perspective of of being used to fighting three round fights. <clears throat> the uh, the Poirier Gagey fight that's not for a strap or anything, right? That's, that's just for the BMF man. belt. Oh uh, yeah, they had to oh, do yes. some, they had to do that. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Who has yeah, the strap in that it. weight class? Uh, Islam Makachev. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I, that. I can't wait to see someone. Yeah, I don't either. I was going to say, I can't, I can't wait for someone to beat him. Like, so, in fact, I feel like, um, the, uh, I think of his fucking name now, the Aussie guy who. Volkanovsky. Fought, uh, Volkanovsky. He yeah. won that fight. I feel like he, he's like, he sort of put the, put the thing down now for how to beat him. You know, if someone, if someone uh, heavier wicks, especially he's a small guy, like I train with him in Thailand and he's like the same height as me. In fact, he's maybe a little bit smaller than me. I, like I'm five, six, maybe five, five. And, and he's like, he's not even, I don't even say he's stocky or anything. Like he's, he's nowhere like the size of like the, the lightweights, especially like when, it's Tiger and some of the fucking lightweights. You look at them like, how the fuck do you a lightweight? Like they're stood next to some um, like middleweights and like heavyweights, and you're like, like how, how the fuck does that even work? How do you get down to that? And you're you're bigger than a like heavyweight, or you're bigger than a middleweight. So I think someone who's who can cut the weight, who's, who's like stronger than Volkanovski, sort of a sort of a standard lightweight. If if they can watch that fight and take it from, I, I think he's he's sort of beatable. Now. They showed it, you know, like he showed that he is beatable. Yeah, for sure. He kind of rides on Habib's shadow. Oh, for yeah. sure. And I don't think Volkanovski <clears throat> versus Habib would have went the same way. And no, I don't think it would have at all. No, I think he'd have got mauled pretty fast in in that fight. Like Habib had like the. I can't. You can't. As much as I think he retired too early, because I like I'd like to see him get challenged a bit more. There isn't anyone there to challenge him. You know, I've sort of retired earlier than I would have liked. But then who else could he have fought? He'd fought everyone in that way. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Chandler and Khabib. 
Oh, that like would have been nice. Wrestling. Yeah, like wrestling sort of might, might counter Khabib's wrestling, but it's a it's just one of them. What'll never happen in it, <laughs> right? And Chandler's so strong too. Like Khabib's like. Like with him now, not in the UFC and cutting weight, he's fucking huge. You know, it probably shows how big he yeah. really is as a human. Chandler's just fucking muscle, dude. He's like a mighty mouse, you know. And uh, yeah. So that 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 would have been good. And he's world class wrestler, Chandler. That's why I think Chandler beats Connor. He's just gonna put him on the ground and you know face fuck him a bunch. Uh, I saw an interview with yeah, him. He's it. walking around at two twenty five. Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. But he, he had like weight cutting struggles early on, but didn't he? Like he had quite a few weight cutting struggles, which shows like that he's he's cutting a lot of fucking weight to to get to that. Yeah, look at Alex Pereira too. He's cutting down to one eighty five, and when you see him like next to Daniel Cormier, who is a the heavyweight champ, he towers over him. He's fucking massive. Mm. Yeah, it I'm is. glad that he moved up a weight. To be honest, because he's he's one of them where. You know, like you see him in fight, even when he was like fighting kickboxing and stuff, like he's he's like sometimes you'll see him and you're like he's not technically you know, he's not technically better than the other guy, but he's just got that thing where if his fucking punch goes anywhere near you, you're fucking out for the count. Mm -hmm. Like he's just got that knockout power where you know like, he would tap you on the shoulder and your fucking you your fucking shoulder just explodes. He's just like <laughs> He just pulls it from nowhere. Like, he doesn't even look like he's throwing him. Like, sometimes he wings it. I think you don't even have to wing it, mate. You could, you could just fucking push it out slightly and someone's going down. Like, it's just like a fucking thunder just fucking hitting people. Yeah, so fuck he's, yeah. he's sort of a dangerous guy at, like, you know, like, any weight class. I'm, I'm intrigued to see him at, like, heavier weight because I feel like he's still going to be the same. It's just going to be that he's not as technical, but he'll be faster. You know, like, he's, he's lighter or faster than them. His and chin will be better, too. Because he's not yeah, yeah, dehydrating exactly, yeah. an extra 20 pounds of water out of him. It's insanity yeah, they can cut that much weight. You know, and they like put on look, 30 pounds in like a day, you know? It is bad, isn't it? Like, he looked rough in, that, in the last fight. The the wane for the last fight was it the wanes or uh, hydrating after. And he looked fucking bad. Same as Conor McGregor, though, when he used to cut to... Um, 145. Yeah, like fuck me, like he's bad and he's like a spacky. Like been doing drugs all week, and this is how I cut weight. I just take drugs all week, and now he's taking drugs all week anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Connor though. It's just his persona. I I think Connor like did the like the WWE heel thing, and then he just started living the character, you know. And uh, yeah. fucking sucks because he was such an inspiration coming from nothing and just using work ethic to smash everybody. And uh, we were talking about it the last podcast. We knew right at the Mayweather fight, like we called it that night, like that's it. He's never going to defend. He's never going to do it again. You know, it's over. It's mm. never going to be as good as it was. And uh, it kills I me. I don't even think he did ever defend any of the titles, though, did he? I'm, no. sure, I'm sure he won them and then that was Not it. even like, in Cage Warriors. Oh, shit. Which, which, yeah, he didn't in Cage Warriors, did he? Nope. Sort of makes him not like, if, if you look at like on the sort of the gentleman's agreement of being a champion, you are a champion until you defended it because you've like you've beat the champion there. But I mean, look how many champions have been beat by a guy who wasn't as good, you know, like who, who was just sort of that fluky shot or like would like on like a fucking technicality or whatever. So you need to like, you need to sort of defend it, which it'll always like be above him. I mean, when you're a fucking millionaire, you don't give a fuck because he's just like, let me sniff coke off your tits out, bothered. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. 
He's banging like, fat right. bitches at basketball games, not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's all right, me saying it here. I, I never won the UFC championship to defend anyway, so he, he don't give a fuck what I say, does he? Right, yeah. <laughs> He's still a bad so, motherfucker, yeah. dude. You know, he can beat up 7 billion people. You I'm know? just over it. Oh, I'm yeah, just yeah, over yeah, him yeah. and his shtick. I just, I'm done. I don't want to see connor anymore i am too i'm i'm more mad at myself that i fell for the chandler mcgregor thing like they they they, uncle dana got me again you you know and uh, i'm just i'm more upset with myself that i i let myself get like excited about it because there's no way it's happening i I think the problem now is though like obviously when he first started doing like there had been the odd fighters you know like tito ortiz and stuff who sort of played the heel but he did it with like a different level you know with that irish and all the irish behind him you know like he'd go places in the fucking the crowd and it roots and it just it brought that sort of like that um atmosphere with him but since then you know he's brought that and everyone's trying to emulate and loads of people it's like not everyone succeeded but some people have succeeded so it's sort of like the same now you know and he's he's trying to take it further he's trying to make it even sort of worse and it's like oh well we don't really care now because we've seen it so much you know it's a sort of you know like it becomes the new normal doesn't it? like we need to see something different now we need to see a different sort of style of person yeah see the consistency he's always talking about you know like dude fight two or three times and if the ufc is not gonna let you do it go to go somewhere else go to bellator they'll pay you so much fucking money to go there you can fight every week you know just do something let's get him in bare knuckle (laughs) mike perry versus conor mcgregor oh dude (laughs) or chad mendez dude he retired oh oh did he yeah he's retired now yeah that's because he got a Weirdly body. Well, that was a good fight. Yeah, he, yeah. I was gonna say like he, he retired after his best, the fight where he looked the best. Yeah, which is fucking weird. They like, must, he looked better in that fight than the majority of his other fights. He he was fucking jacked for that last fight. Fucking huge, dude. Yeah. For for a guy his height, like it was like holy fuck, Chad. He's a super nice guy too. I talked to him. Yeah, super yeah. nice guy. Well, you made a knife for him, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's what's up. Honor made one that's, for Dustin Poirier. Oh, shit. Nice. That's that's what sort of makes it, doesn't it? You know, like when, when, when they're just sort of like humble, normal guys, it's just like fucking, that's what you want really. It sort of builds that sort of thing on it, you know, like, because I guarantee if you, you sort of, you meet Conor McGregor, you know, like, and he's going to be a fucking dick. He'd just be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean. And, and there's, there's so many of them who so many fans will follow, but they don't really know. Because I always say about Daniel Cormier, like, loads of people didn't like it. And I always thought, like, if you watch his interviews and the way he acts and the way he's with people, he's, he just looks like a nice guy. How the fuck don't people like him? Like, it makes no sense not to like him, especially considering if you look at his his, his that resume. Like, he went, from, he went straight from wrestling to MMA, straight away, pro MMA. No fucking amateur fans, no fucking all this shit. Straight in, straight in, and not even straight in at the bottom, straight in at the top. Like he fought on, um, fucking hell, what was it called? It was one of the ones that the UFC bought out on it, I think. Oh no, was Pride. It was he in Pride? No, he no, was in Pride. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it now because. DC is one of my favorites all time, dude. The 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 Jones fights were hard to watch. I watch those with you. I, th- I feel like I've watched every pivotal fight with you the last like twenty years. We but... started watching UFCs together when Ronda Rousey got knocked out, like 2015, <laughs> 16? Yeah, I mean it was way back then, wasn't it? Yeah, they cut, they always give me a hard time because I want to smash Holly Holmes. <laughs> She's so fucking. Listen, I respect Holly Holmes. She's a warrior, but goddamn, dude, she looks like a dude. She looks like a skinny Mickey Rourke. 
<laughs> I, I said this on, on the other podcast. So I said when she won that fight and she was just like in there getting interviewed, that was the first time I looked at her and thought, I'd fuck her. And then ever since then, I've sort of been like, oh, God, why did I even think that? It was like she had a weird look about her then. It sort of like, it tickled my fancy. But, she um, was... but that was... That was that was another one I stayed up for, and I remember watching it, and I was fucking buzzing. It She's a ginger, bro. It's It doesn't take much for me. I love gingers. <laughs> what, wasn't there Yammy a love triangle uh, between Holly Holmes, John Jones, and... Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, according to Chael Sonnen. John Jones has it out for some ugly-ass women, dude. Like, his wife, his wife yeah. in the cage with him that night. Like, whoever the new lady is, you know, when he uh, just took the strap back or the heavyweight strap, she looked like a penguin <laughs> like a red suit. <laughs> yeah, because he'd been smacking her about. That's why he can't get with a fit bird, because you'd be able to tell that she'd been smacked about. So then he'd yeah, like, ugly fight bird, back. Be like, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, is that the <laughs> wife that he beat up? No, that's his new girlfriend. Oh, okay, I was going to say, fair, damn. Oh, was it his new girlfriend in yeah. there? Uh, right. Because she got quite the beak for a nose. You could tell if he busted that one up. His old lady after the <laughs> Vegas incident didn't go back. Well, I, I, I would hope not. It's John Jones. He could sneeze I and fucking kill her. I didn't realize that she, she'd not gone back. And that was, uh, what was that like? Two she, years ago. Oh, yeah, that's why he didn't oh, It's funny how everything he's done, they just sweep under the mat. Like, no one gives a fuck. But the UFC doesn't care. They're like... Just in, Conor McGregor rapes a chick at a basketball game, and the UFC's like, nah, you'll still fight. You know, we'll just see what the legal yeah. process does about it. You know, we don't judge. <laughs> but Uncle Dana, yeah, he likes the... hitting women. Uh, but he handled that really well, too. He's uncancelable. It was Strike yeah. Force that um, called me. Strike Force, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I was, I was going to say there, you know, like, I remember, you know, Paul Daly, when he hit uh, Josh Koscheck, he, he fucking swung for him and he in the cage. And he got fucking kicked out of the UFC. You're never going to fight in the UFC ever again. And look at what people are doing now. Like, and they're fucking they're doing all sorts. And, you know, it's just like... It's oh, like seriously, fucking, dude. He's got his fucking blind person glasses on. He's like, oh, well, I didn't see yeah, that. He's got $100 bills mm. over his eyes. Even Habib, <laughs> when Habib jumped the fucking cage, dude, like... Habib's like the most humble dude. Like I love him because he's so humble, you know. And he's a, he's a true champion, man. And uh, but then he jumps over, he fucks that dude up, you know. And uh, nothing. Did he get fined or yeah. anything? He got fined from Nevada and never fought in Nevada again because he refused to pay the fine. Because <laughs> Habib's the shit. He's like, no, they disrespected me. I slapped a bitch. I changed his face. Fuck the, you, Nevada. The worst part about that whole thing where he jumped over the cage was that was when everybody found out who Dylan Danis was. <laughs> and now we all have to fucking deal with that chode. Uh, hey, man, everybody's claim to yeah. fame comes from somewhere. Someone yeah, jumped Dylan in the cage and clipped Connor man. that night, too, right? Didn't they fucking... Uh, Islam. Oh, it was... And they Islam. were gonna... So Dana said that everybody who was involved, uh, who jumped in the cage and, like, attacked Connor, <clears throat> were gonna be cut from the UFC and they'll never fight in the UFC again. And Habib said, no, they won't. I'll quit. <laughs> and Dana was like, "You're right. You're they right." Won't. Yeah, because there was there was there was a uh, there was um, yeah, that guy, and then there was uh, took uh, took a golf or whatever, and they did release took a golf for about a week, and then they put him back on thing because he he was training at Tiger when I was training at Tiger as well. He fucking like he's a good wrestler. I, I learned like better wrestling from that guy because I like when I used to wrestle before I used to go real like heavy. And I'd be like you know I'd be trying to force people's hands at stuff. But well, then I went with him once, and I was like, I, I, was, <clears throat> I can't think what it's called, but sort of like you, you, you grab the arm by the wrist, and then you sit, you, you'll jump down to your knees underneath the armpit, 
put your arm over and sort of like fireman throw them over your shoulder. And I was like, I fucking got this. And I went for it. Like, I, I, I'm usually a bit tentative for it, but I went for it like fucking all, like all guns blazing, jumped down. And then I ended up with fucking me on my back and him on top of me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck did that even happen? Oh, damn. It's so light, you know, like, he's real light with it and real floaty. That's I was, I was like fucking pulling him about and he was just going with it, going with it, going with it. Did that fucking me on my back. And, and we like we wrestled for a little bit longer me on my back and i was just like how the fuck so like ever since then that's when i started sort of right wrestling a little bit lighter you know like and you sort of get a bit better of a feel for it, it was, it's, it's sort of weird wrestling like russian dagestani wrestling they've got it's fucking yeah how dominant those guys strange. are is just bizarre yeah. and how oddly strong most of them are you uh, know what did poirier say habib's knowledge of balance and weight placement is like anything he's ever seen like mm. Yeah. I mean, his dad trained 25 world champions. That's fucking incredible. It, that's that, that's sort of like the, 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 the primer in it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. so we've, this is enough about MMA. Richie and I are going to become millionaires <laughs> soon. And we've been talking on it about it on every show. And I figured you would be the perfect guest to bring it up with. Have you heard of this idea that we've got? I don't think so. We're going to open a website called dicktrinkets.com. And we're going to sell just random dick-shaped objects. Like cock ornaments for Christmas trees and shit, dude. Or like yeah, a little... Like that do well. Yeah, a little boner letter opener. It's like a knife. Yep. You can make one of those, some balls and shit. You know yep. what I mean? Slashing paper. Uh, somebody sent me a cock clock. It was like a <laughs> cuckoo clock with dicks. Did they draw that in there or was that like the actual clock? I don't know. Because it was clever, whoever did it. It was a good set of balls. What do you think? You think we got a, a million-dollar idea on our hands? I already bought the domain name. Jock, I think, I think yeah, because, you know, like, the, the strange thing is about men and dicks and stuff. It's like an obsession. It, like, we went on we were on all day a few months ago, and in there, they sell, like, dick bottle openers and dick keyrings. We bought, like, I think we bought everyone, like, a dick bottle opener or a dick keyring and stuff, because it's like, fuck, it's a dick. And then, sort of, like, you get <laughs> home, and it's, that, that, like, holiday and just wears off, and you're like, why the fuck did I buy a dick keyring for spot? Like, my sister, I gave my sister a dick keyring, and just sat on the shelf there. She's like, I have to put it on my keys. Because everyone asked me what it is, and I'm like, just tell me it's a dick, man. It's a dick. It's not long as a fuck. <laughs> and and the like word trinket is perfect because the definition of a trinket was what a small and useless ornament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's absolutely perfect. Hell yeah, suits perfectly. Yeah. Everybody loves dicks. It's just a thing. We're gonna get rich, man. That's how I'm gonna, you know. I don't know. Some guys get uncomfortable when you bring up dicks because they're secretly gay and they, <sighs> and they don't want anybody to find out. It's 2023. Like, yeah, I would have thought like gays would have been like secretly buzzing about dicks. Like, oh, I'm going to order some dick rings. But they just hide it like under the bed. Like, oh, I don't really like dicks. I'll just, what's that <laughs> under your bed? Nothing. <laughs> a a drawer full of dick rings in a padded case. There's definitely no dick shaped shit under my bed. We don't care what they do with it after they buy it. We just want their money. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I'm going to get so belligerently rich. I'm going to buy a Lambo, you know, but I'm going to make it look like a dick. It's going to be really aerodynamic dick. <laughs> you, like, just really plug it like Larry Flint would have. Like you know? a like a Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile, but a dick. <laughs> yeah, with a fucking Italian super engine in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I hope it's gonna it's gonna be like that that sort of lifelike silicon as well with like pubes out the back of it. Yes. So it looks like a real dick. You stroke it and it feels like real skin and you're like, fuck, this is amazing. Fuck yeah. We're yeah. gonna be an inclusive company, so it's it's not just gonna be circumcised dicks. It's gonna be uncircumcised dicks. 
all different colors. Yeah, we're shape, not pre- sizes. we're not prejudiced, dude. You know, yeah, shape, size, color. About the, what about the dicks of the of the uh, what women have now as well? Just like a vagina, but just like call it a dick and just be like, this is this is the transitional dick. You could Boom. like so like cut a dick, sew it, <laughs> and then just put like a transitioning dick. So it's like obviously a sewn up where it would, where a dick would have been, just a patch of skin. Hell yeah. yeah. Stitch marks in it. We're inclusive. That opens up a inclusive whole new dick. market. And that could be a nightmare before Christmas dick at the same time. That's like a double sell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's dicks everywhere. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We're building a studio over here for our podcast and other shit. And I want to fill it with just dick trinkets. I, I, I want to make my small <laughs> fortune from fucking dick stuff just everywhere, man. Yeah, just, you could have like a cigar holder, which is a dick as well. Yeah. Like holding your cigar. Oh, oh yeah. Cigars for a dick. They have these uh, little, like, things that go on your fingers so you can eat Cheetos and, like, you know, like, still type on your keyboard without getting your fingers all Cheeto-y. We can make those dicks. <laughs> so then you're <laughs> sucking a dick when you take off the fucking Cheeto. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, dude. See, every, it's just, everyone we talk about no, brings novelty, a great it? idea. It's This is too yeah. good. Yeah. Is the novelty of it? Like, I've, I feel like dicks is always going to be a novelty. There's always going to be money in dicks because it's always that. You know, it's the it's the novelty item. You know, you know, like the it's the thing. You know, like where you've got a group of friends will be like, "Oh, what do I buy Bill for his birthday?" And then, "Oh, why don't you buy him a fucking dick, a <laughs> yeah. fucking Cheeto, Cheeto finger?" And that's where you know, I can you think of how much money is spread around just people buying utter shit. What what's not of any use? You know, they die without leaving that to the kids. That just gets thrown away. The majority of this novelty stuff gets thrown away, but it's a fucking money spinner, isn't it? Like it makes a lot of fucking money. It does, man. <laughs> It shows everybody's got dick on the brain for whatever reason, man. It's just a thing. We're just evolved monkeys. You know, that's all it is. It's whatever they put in the water that's making the frogs. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> that's usually. Yeah, there's, we- there's always an. There's always an obsession with dick. Even like, my kids are obsessed with dicks now. They just every time they'll say something and think, you know, because like, kids don't sort of get a sense of humor yet. They'll just be like, they'll sing a song and just say Willie, and you're just like, that's not even funny, mate. That's just shit. But you can see <laughs> that it's starting. It's the evolution of you know, like monkey brain. <laughs> yeah, it's just dicks. Yeah, we're all primitive. Every, everybody has a dirty mind. I don't care who you are. Everybody does. Yeah, we just got to get the company so big that we can go public. You know, and then I really just make our money in the stock market with phallic shaped dick shit. Yeah, we'll sell out the company. Yeah. Make a bajillion bucks, and then we'll restart a new one called cocktrinkets.com. <laughs> yeah. And just start all over and do it twice. Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, keep doing it. That's a brilliant idea. Because <laughs> there's that's, a. That's how, the, that's how the big guys do it. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can go buy out all the small little dick trinket companies, you know, and <laughs> just buy them out like Vince McMahon and then gobble it all up. <laughs> yeah, and, just become like, a, like the monopoly of dick trinkets, like no one else can sell them. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to get sued for that because we own the dick market. You know what I'm saying? You can't own a dick. Well. In fact, you could even do like a monopoly board with like loads of phallic names instead of like street names. And then the items are different size penises. Dude, yeah. Oh, that would work. That's like, like Cocksmith Avenue. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fucking great idea, man. 
because that's good in for fact, like... I bet you, I bet you could actually search like phallic names in streets and stuff, and they'll be they'll probably be enough to fill a monopoly board. Probably, probably a lot more. Oh, there's a yeah. dildo Newfoundland up in Canada. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, there's a town called Dildo. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna make dildos, so we're not like a sex toy company. Yeah. Oh, we have standards, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, you don't want to stick too low. Yeah, don't stick any of this inside yourself. Yeah, and if you do, that's not even, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you watch, we see a news article and some of our shit's up inside somebody's ass on an MRI machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I don't want any, nobody needs to Mr. Hands themselves with a, with our dick trinkets. Mm. <laughs> uh, you, you've had dick on the brain for a few weeks, man. Money, it's money. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, it's, I want to make money. <laughs> Oh, one bad idea to rule them all, bro. We yeah. got this shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. The board game idea is fucking That's fabulous. a great idea, our yeah. own board game. Rich is working on the artwork, and I'm working on the logistics of how we're going to get stuff made. Yeah, it's trying to figure out, like, a clever logo, you know? Yeah. That's that's the, ca that's the catch, in it? You know, I, feel, I feel like you're onto something as well, because I always think, you know, like... People want to be entrepreneurs now, and they're always trying to fit. You know, like they try to be like the, the new Jeff Bezos, like try to try to sell so many so many different things. When really, like the the money is like it's about thinking close. You know, thinking simple. You know, like what could what can you sell a lot of which people are never really going to get bored of, and it is dick trinkets. Oh. That's the guy in it. And that's great. We got to make a play because Jeff Bezos looks like a dick, like the way he's shaped. We got to make something <laughs> called the Jeff Bezos. And it could be like how there's a birth flower for every month. We can do like a, a a cock flower for every month. We could name one the Bezos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking dick you could chocolates. do like you could do like you know like they do like bobbleheads, but like it'd be like you know like loads of famous characters and just have their head as a full dick with their face sort of printed on it. It's just like different famous characters because i think people buy them you know like loads of people hate trump because the fucking losers and the bleeding news so they'd probably buy a lot of trump a trump fucking dick bubble just to put in the things so the thing that look cool yeah so his hairdo like, like how his hair parts in the middle is like yeah the cusp of the dick yeah no that's fucking yeah. brilliant man um we gotta 3d print the very first one but we gotta do you yeah we gotta do like yeah. the, the the cockley coakley yeah we could do like uh <laughs> We could do like a shriveled old dick and call it the Biden. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it'll bobble it's weird because it's confused. Blood. Yeah. We could have a botched supercision and call it like the Robert Kennedy because he's got that weird voice from a vaccine injury. Well, oh my God. Was, is that a vaccine injury? Yeah. No shit. That's why. He's, I love his message. I'm really having a hard time listening to him, though. That's the problem. Uh, he says some wacky shit, but I, I hear you. He's got some, some yeah. RA views. But it, it's that voice. No one's going to do that. Yeah. No one's going to listen to him, man. Sounds like Ned from <laughs> South Park. And it's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, dude, for him to run for president, given the track record of his dad and uncle, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like a death wish. <laughs> it is a death wish, man. Uh, Don't go driving around in Dallas, he dude. He killed his cousin, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. son. Oh, yeah, and fucking JFK Jr. died in a really suspect plane crash, man. Yeah, man. When he yeah, that was one running. that long ago, was it? That was, that, was, that was not that long. Well, I'd say not long ago. Probably. Our was lifetime. Ten years ago? He, yeah. uh, he was going to run against George Bush back in 2001, and just before yeah, the election, yeah. yeah, just before the primaries, his, uh, his plane very suspectly crashed into Martha's Vineyard, 
and uh, uh, all kinds of wackadoo shit about it. Right in front of George Bush because he was hanging out at Martha's Vineyard. Because <laughs> like, Bush is such a gangster, he probably set it up that way. He's like, I want to watch this motherfucker die again. Just out of a fucking rocket launcher. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bush was a nasty dude. How do we go from dick trickings to politics? I don't. Uh, I think we talked about a Trump cock and oh. just kind of segued. Yeah, this is the bro down <laughs> tangents. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Staying up to date. Always, if you listen, always to always segues to politics. Yeah, <laughs> politics can be fun, man. You know, it can be. You know what we can make? You know the foam covers that go over microphones? Oh yeah. We can make dick foam covers. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. one fist length like away the, the from foam the foam hands. Like the foam hands as well, like just like dick fingers on a foam hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be companies out there where you can order custom. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a dude for everything, man. Yeah. Dude for everything in the All internet. In China. Yeah. Yeah. Well, China. China, yeah. China. China will make fuck anything you want. Yeah, we could fund our, fund our thing off slave labor. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just help destroy. Communism. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just destroy our economy by not like we'll we'll outsource everything, you know, to other countries. Yeah, hell yeah, fucking true American dream, baby. Yeah, I don't like that idea. We were gonna that's, make it ourselves. Would, that was part of the. That's lure. how you become a millionaire, though. You've got you've got to destroy your economy by outsourcing from somewhere else. That's how, that's how, how millionaires yeah. do it. That is how it works. What well, what well, if we make the mon- money lo- globally? We're gonna be spending it locally. Yeah, no, of course. And we could open up a factory in Detroit, bring Detroit back, you know, yeah. with I'm gonna, cock I'm gonna, factories. I'm going to march right up to May Military and buy the flamethrower that they've got on the wall. Oh, dude. <laughs> Are you allowed? Whoa, do they really have a, is it one of the Tesla ones? Or no, it, it's like a legit flamethrower. Like, you can you can buy it at 600 bucks. Like from World War II style, like a big backpack of propane? Just it's fucking... a smaller handheld version. Oh, wow. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it shoots like a 40-foot flame. Do you guys get a lot of snow where you live over there? Not really, no. We, to be honest, we rarely get snow. I'm assuming it's because of whatever fake global warming shit that they're telling us is uh, causing whatever. But yeah, it gets real cold, but just not add that much snow. And to be honest, really through through my lifetime, I don't think we maybe maybe two inches is probably the most, or five inches. Is oh wow! Holy ever. shit! I remember three, four feet in yeah. one storm. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've had to climb out the window before to shovel out the door. Yeah, me too, man. I've had to pull that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, we don't get much at all. Yeah, I always I know, assumed... Maybe it... they're doing like cities or whatever. Where I live, we are sort of coastal, so... I don't know whether maybe it might be the air is... York's got better air, so we don't uh, get that much snow. Every so year here, somebody burns their house down trying to melt the snow in their driveway with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least one a year. Yeah, that sounds American. Well, you buy them ones that like hook to a propane tank with the wand. Yeah, oh, I'll just do my porch real quick. Whoops, <laughs> apparently, wet wood will burn too. All wood will burn. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That's like a country song, man. Just getting drunk, like plowing out your driveway with a flamethrower. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. You guys want to talk about the rat that scared the shit out of me in my shop the other day? You let a little rat fucking freak you out, Dude, man. Dude, scared the fuck out of me. So, I, I had been out there for like a half hour. Now, I had a feeling something was out there because you know where my TV is. Yeah. It's like six and a half feet up on the wall. And there was like 
dust marks where like something had knocked the dust off the screen and like was climbing on it. I was like, oh, there's something out here. And then uh, I I wear gaffer's tape on my thumbs when I grind. And I was wrapping my thumb and I look up and there's a fucking rat sitting on the stairs to go upstairs. And we like made eye contact <laughs> at the same time. And like both of us jumped. Like we were both like, oh my God. And he fucking <laughs> runs up the stairs. So I'm like, fuck, I got to kill this bastard. I don't like killing stuff. Uh, I eat meat. I love meat. I love, you know, other people killing my meat for me. I feel bad when I kill something. I hear you, dude. <laughs> yeah. But this thing had to die. I couldn't focus. I was like, I can't grind with headphones on when there's a foot. I measured it, it was 16 inches long. <laughs> I was all tail. It, oh, it was nine inches of body and fucking. <laughs> Five inches. Fact, did you put it on your did you put it on your story? Yeah. On my Instagram. Yeah. Ah, right, yeah. Do you know when you were saying it there, I was like, I feel like I've seen this. I was like, I'm having like an epiphany or something, but yeah, I've seen it on your story, yeah. I thought very briefly about having it stuffed, but then I remembered how disgusting fucking rats are. Um, so basically like I go into commando mode, I grab my BB gun, I shut everything off in the shop so I can hear, and I just sit on my stool and fucking wait. Fucking hunting a rat. Yeah, dude. I, I went. I had one rat trap, and I went and got it. I peanut buttered it, and I set it up on the top of the stairs, on the top step. And fucking, I can hear this fucker up there scurrying around and shit. And right above my TV, where the footmarks were, I could hear something pushing on the insulation, and then a little head popped out. And he's like, looks at me and scurries back upstairs. I can hear him knocking around. And then I don't hear anything. And then like an hour later, I hear like a little, like he's running across the floor and then snap. No shit. Fucking trap got him. Did you just sit there in silence for the yeah. whole hour? I sat there and smoked butts <laughs> and blunts. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there smoking. I'm Dude, like, I'm going to get you. So that's, that's really odd, man. Uh, rats are really, like mice are really curious. I used to work for a pest control company. I worked there for like years. So I've like hunted so many vermin. And uh, if you put a trap out before you leave the house, you'll hear a mouse just hit that shit because they're so fucking yeah. curious. Mm -hmm. But rats, uh, you know, they make specific like trailways with pheromones, like wherever they're going in your house or in your garage or whatever. And they don't steer away from that, but they don't really fuck with traps. Sometimes the older rats will send younger ones to check it out and they're nocturnal. <laughs> so for it to like fucking be out and about and scurrying. This and, was like, 1130 at night. Yeah, but the lights were on, right? You know, it's, oh, yeah, that's it, true. it's just, it's odd. And for you to put the trap out and it was just like, oh, fuck, what, whap! you know, it's just, uh, it, it, it's not common, man. Maybe that thing was like rabies. Oh, maybe, maybe you it's a good like, thing I like killed like one it. of them rebellious ones, you know, like, yeah. what's that Ratatouille, like that Ratatouille <laughs> TV show thing. And he's just like, yeah, fuck this. I don't want to be like a normal rat. I want to go do sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, maybe I just like, fucking killed, killed you. Alternate reality dimension ratatouille. It's possible. Yeah. Was it still alive in the trap? Yes. And like it was big enough where the trap was caught on its head and it was like slamming the trap off the floor. Oh. So I grabbed the BB gun and I stood on the steps and I just put it right up to its face and fucking plow. And that was it. Did it pulp fiction spray? It did splat on the floor a little oh. bit. And that's just, it's just one of them pump BB guns. I get the kind that you can pump forever. Oh, so you can get them, shit. like, dangerously high pressure. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, that poor thing. I did feel bad, but don't come in my shop. Should have left when you could have left, bro. 
I mean, retrospect, dude, you could have got a cup, like a piece of paper, you know, and just trapped it in there and dude, it released was, it. It was the size of a fucking cat. Like a milk jug, just cut off the top, you know what I mean? Scoop it up. You murdered it, bro. I threw it out in the rain, and then the next day I went out with two pairs of pliers and, like, picked up the trap of pliers and, like, unopened it and then grabbed him by the tail and hucked him in the ditch. <laughs> a fucking Viking funeral, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sent, sent that rat to Valhalla, dude. That's I awful. had a... I think it... Because they burrow in the ground, and... Georgia has been like super interested in a hole by the corner of my fucking garage, like uh, in the ground outside. She's been trying to dig it up, and I keep having to throw dirt back in it, tell her to fuck off. Oh, wow. So maybe he's got a burrow under there. Yeah. And you, so you just orphanated like fucking 12 rat babies, and then your dog's going to go fucking ace every single one of them. Good. <laughs> oh, it's so I evil. Mean, it's weird, like, because you think rat, I almost didn't post it because I was worried that people on the internet would be like, oh, you're fucking filthy, you had a rat in your shop. You've been to my house. There isn't trash everywhere. It's not like. No, you live out, like, dude, you have that giant field there, man. It's, it's common. Every, it doesn't matter what house or where it is, dude, there's always going to be mice or a rat. Like yeah, somewhere I, in I there, think dude. sort of a, mi a misconception, and it? We had it with um, our old house. And further across sort of behind all houses there was a big field and they started building houses on it so all the houses in our area started getting mites in there and then everyone's like like well i'm just like oh there might be shit around here for it to to come in the house and i was like well it's not the they're obviously migrating from the field you're destroying the houses they're going to try and find somewhere else if they go the other way they're sort of fucking out there so they're coming this way you know and it's just it's just and obviously they are going to go out and try and scavenge and have a look around and that. They don't they don't know that there's shit there until they've been there to find the shit. So they're going to go through places where they're in shit before they get to the place that there is shit. Yep. Yeah. And they're just looking for food and a place to fuck, man. Well, yeah. he found some peanut butter. Yeah. Well, you gave him some fuck, <laughs> dude. Right through the head, you aced him. Yeah, his eye popped out. It was gross. Yeah. Like fucking just <laughs> X. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah, because it caught him like, barely caught him on his head. Gross. Oh, That's nice. why I shot him so quick too. For one, I didn't want him to suffer. Two, I didn't want him to escape. Right. I didn't because I've seen mice fucking like get a leg caught and then just rip their own leg off. Yeah. And they're like, ah, I'm yeah. good. Well, they communicate. He would have been like, dude, I just went to this fucking house of horrors. Let's go eat this motherfucker. You He's know? got slabs of wood and knife dust everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude is probably addicted to all the fucking knife dust. He's in there like snorting it and shit. Getting a, like a, that's why I was acting <laughs> all fucking sporadic and shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or it's probably gonna die anyway from like the cancer from whatever wood that you've been grinding. Is just it's, like you breathe <laughs> yeah. that in, and he's definitely gonna die. I grind a lot of G10. <laughs> yeah, what's G10? <laughs> it is a fiberglass composite material. <clears throat> oh god! Every time I go over to hang out at your pad, dude, for a pay per view, when I leave, I'm always coughing shit up, <laughs> like fucking loogies and shit, and you're not even grinding when I'm in there. No, there's like a snow on everything in my shop. I gotta get my grinding room built. I have to. It's yeah. it's a fucking problem. I'll pick up my computer and there'll be G10 dust like caked into the fans underneath. Fuck. It does. Yeah. It does get everywhere, doesn't it? It's fucking bad. Like I, I used to actually just wear my respirator just to just to grind and then I'd take it off after. And I remember one time the light was in, and then I just, you know, like when you can see it, all the speckles of dust in like from the light. And I could just see it everywhere. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm wearing this mask to try and stop breathing that in. But really, I'm taking it off. I'm still breathing that shit. Mm. That's, that, that's one of the main reasons I built a grinding room. 
and it yeah. has reduced the dust in the workshop. I mean, there's still is dust in the workshop as I go in and out. It's gonna, it's gonna thing, but it's it reduced it massively, like by a, by a fucking fuck ton, really. I gotta do it. Is there anything special about a ground room? Like, is there a filtration system, or is it is it just that you're secluding, you're just or boxing isolating off. it rather? Um, I'm gonna. I have like a. It came actually out of a weed grow, but there's a. It's an inline blower. And I'm just going to put like a duct in my soffit to blow, like help feed the dust out and just blow it out. No, that, that is exactly what I've got. I've got, the, it came out of a weed grow. It's an inline nice. thing. And I've, and I've, I've got it just sat in, in the, in the wall cavity. The, the other guy who I shared workshop, he's always like, it'll set on fire. I'm like, how the, f it's up in the air. I'm like, how the f is he setting on fire? No sparks going in there, has it? It's just fucking dust. And it's fucking, it's glass fiber dust. That's not setting on fire. Like it's fucking robust as fuck. Just fill cavity. Room will get warmer eventually once the fucking cavity's full. Yeah. I just start drilling through wall for it. Can't be asked. I should one day, but can't be asked now. So you're just gonna blow that shit into your neighbor's yard? Well, you know, uh, you know where the ditch is. Yeah. There's an apple tree right there. Oh yeah, fuck that apple tree, dude. Yeah. Just covered in your knife dust, man. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> Nobody eats them apples anyway. Fucking deer, dude. You're gonna have a bunch of dead deer, fucking blood coming out of their nose and shit. <laughs> oh well, you don't eat the lungs. The meat's probably still good. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Unless you like eating. It's gonna the be lungs. the start of a pandemic. That'd be a riot. But yeah, I gotta get it done. The dust is an issue. And it's annoying, too, because, like, I'll have, like, a drink out on my bench across the shop, and I'll go, and there'll be fucking G10 dust caked in the top of the drink. I'm like, oh. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. That sounds great and delicious. Do you ever, do you drink it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know you can't you let it go to waste. Fair enough. <laughs> With that <laughs> iron immune system. Yeah, you're just, a, you're just different. I'm definitely not built like that. Like I said, every time I go to your garage, man, I get like splinters from the air. <laughs> and then I'm coughing up like fucking loogies and shit. If Richie came to watch, I was building my first oven. So I was cutting up all kinds of plate steel and shit with an angle grinder. And Richie came over and he was hanging out and he's like, I want to go stand outside. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm a pretty artist, dude. Everything is like this is my workshop. It is just yeah, you know, I know. There's no dust in here. Some TVs and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's weird actually because because obviously my missus is a tattooist as well, <clears throat> and she she comes to my workshop and she like why she's like it's a fucking shit. And I'm like this is fucking tidy. Like you want to <laughs> see some people's workshops? Like I'll make sure that my area is tidy. Like I tidy up every day when when I finish what I'm doing, I'll put everything back so that the next day I can start again. I'm like, this is a fucking tidy place. Yeah, there's a bit of dust everywhere, but you can't keep it immaculate. I fucking go around with a dusting cloth every day. I'd have no time to actually make anything if I just try to dust all the shit. But when you put it into sort of like perspective of a tattoo shop, which needs to be clean, then it's like, well, yeah, it probably is a bit of a shit all. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> a tornado too. I, I am a fucking mess maker. And I don't notice <laughs> the mess until it's a problem, until it's like annoying, and then... I'll, sp I'll have to spend like two full days just cleaning everything. Well, it's not in the medium, man. If it's a messy medium and you like to work, there's going to be a big mess. <clears throat> I think it stems from cooking because I cook for so long. Right. Where it's just like high-speed controlled chaos. And I think that's how I work in the shop. It's like, oh, I don't need to put that away because I need to sand this or I need to put this pin in or glue this up or grind this or do this or... Do and I also have the ADHD problem of working on, like, five projects at once. Hell yeah. Sometimes yeah, I'll use fun, uh... worthless projects just to get motivated. 
Yeah, it's, fuck yeah, dude. I don't want to work on that, even though I need to. I don't want to work on that probably because I need to. Um, mm. I'll start building this fucking scrap metal guitar or whatever, something stupid. It's uh, that's, that's exactly like what I do. Do you know? Weirdly, today is a prime example of it because I went in today. I got like all my knife orders in order. The fucking first one, that's what I need to work on because that's the one which is next in my orders, which I'm up to. And then I'm fucking working all day and I get to the end of the day and I put the knife down to go put it in that first box. And it's not. It's the it's the last order that I've the, the last order in my I only put I only do so many at a time and I've got I've got about eight on the table. It's the it's the eighth and I look and I'm like, I've nearly finished it. Like, why the fuck have I done that? Why the fuck have it's it is like it's a better it's something I've wanted to do for a long time and it's different than the other ones. The other ones are sort of the same, same. But yeah, I was just like I'll finish that, and I ain't even I ain't even ground the knife which I'm supposed to be grinding. This one I've ground etched. I've finished the skit. It's ready for glue up tomorrow, and and the stencils to go on it, and then I can do the sheath, and it's finished. So I was like, "What fucking wrong with me? I can't just do what I'm supposed to be fucking doing." <laughs> no, I can totally relate, man. Like it, it's so weird because when I'm tattooing, I have to start the tattoo and just be in flow state. You know what I mean? I it's like, all right, I gotta give up my fucking college effort here. When I'm designing or I'm at home doing art, I, I do that same thing. I'll work on something just that doesn't fucking matter, you know, and a, it gets my, my my blood going in my brain, you know what I mean, so I can move on to the project yeah. that I have to get done. <clears throat> but it is it is fucking weird. I'm, but I think you guys probably go through the same thing I go through, like when you're grinding, right? You have to immediately be in flow state or you're going to fuck that knife up, right? So Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And it's like tattooing. Grinding... It sucks because you're out, you're getting hit with shit yeah, like fucking, f- fucking belt snap like you've seen I've gotten injuries from the grinder right and uh, so you also have to like be in the mental state where like okay cool I'm gonna get hit in the face with a bunch of abrasive and fucking lose a knuckle today and like sometimes you just don't feel like dealing with that like uncomfortability you gotta f- I wear glasses too so like. I'll take my respirator off and it'll push on my glasses. I'll have fucking lines on my face or my glasses were wedged into my face and like, yeah, black boogers. Right, from- fucking um, the that actual knife. What I was on about when I was grinding that is a, it's a cleaver and I've got I've got a jig just to fucking speed everything up. So I was like, right, fuck this. I'm just gonna fucking bang it on the jig. Fucking set the angle. I don't have to fucking work. I couldn't be asked. The, like when I was, I don't even know why I even did that. When I did it as well, and I thought, fuck it, I'll set it on the jig, at the ass, it'll fucking be easier. Did one side, fucking perfect. The line all the way down was fucking perfect. Everything about it, the plunges, everything was perfect. I was like, thank fuck for that. Next side, I'm grinding through. I'm getting close to where I'm get on on the 36 grit. I'm getting close to where I'm gonna go up to 120 grit, and then I like fucking I look and I'm like. That's not where the other side was when when I'd got to the end. You know, like I've been grinding this for a while, and I'm and I'm looking, and then I like, so I've, I've like unscrewed it off the jig, and then the jig flops like it should be tight because obviously it's set to an angle, and the fucking thumb screw on the jig had vibrated loose, and the fucking so one one side's pretty steep, like three quarters of the way up the blade, and this one's sort of like probably just over halfway up the blade and almost finished so i had to then fucking redo it all and fucking regrind it all but i've like handed it for the rest of the way because i was just like like fucking how the fuck do i set that now and try and fix it so i had to fix it and you just work my way fucking up there i was it was fucking frustrating it's fucking 
especially on a jig as well. You're like, this is a jig. It's supposed to make my life easier. And now it's like, I, I remember actually I fucking launched the knife. I was like, fucking now I'm going to have to start again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually thought that I'd gone too far. And I thought if I try and save it, it it'll, you know, like it's, I thought it had gone. Um, so obviously the, the bevel on one side, I thought I'd gone too far over onto the other side. And it was, it's a, it's a 67 layer. So there is a car, um, I fucking threw it, threw my little fucking temper tantrum and that, picked it up and looked and I was like, oh, actually, I've got, I've actually not gone too far. I can still save it. Um, I think there was maybe, you know, like a fucking point, point two of a mil left, which is what I'd leave anyway before I shot. So there was just enough and I managed to rescue it. But fucking hell. Nobody you know, ever... Like one of them days where you don't want to do it and then it just fucked up even worse. Yeah. Nobody in the beginning ever told me that the skill that I would you would have to get good at the fastest is fixing fuck-ups oh yeah and that and that, like you see a lot of guys who make knives they'll use what's called dicum which is like that blue paint on fucking scribe shit and they'll they'll plan everything out and they'll scribe where they want their lines to stop and i just don't i can't do it because i will fuck it up <laughs> every time and i will get pissed off and so just not having that plan ahead of time saves me so much disappointment you know, almost like the sculptor <laughs> approach where, like, the knife is in the piece of steel and you're just, you know, what it's going to be is what it already is. Right. And you just got to figure it out. When you guys are, uh, like, starting, you're, like, I'm sure you can see the whole process, like, in the future, right? Like, so you get the idea for the knife and then you get your material and you look at it. You can just kind of see what the knife's going to look like or the blade or whatever. Is, is that how it is for you guys? Not me. Some guys, yes. Some guys will visualize ahead of time. I just yeah. To be honest, with with my video builds up until quite recently, I have been planning them out because I'm sort of trying to excel my video builds. But the majority of like last year when I was doing my video builds, it, it literally be I'd go on Monday and I'd be like right, um, right like that that, and then I'd just start building it. And the, so the video would be literally me building the thing while I'm thinking of what I can do to make this thing better. And, and but yeah, like like I say now, sort of I sort of plan ahead mostly because like I'm trying to be a bit more technical with stuff so i do need to plan certain things like you know out a bit more but i don't know anything about obviously once i get to know about it then i'll probably wing them as well right do you do you prefer like as you've evolved now and you're like planning it out more like do you prefer kind of just winging it and just fucking making smart and seeing how good you can get it or do, or do, you, do you prefer now like uh the way you're doing it um i saw I sort of prefer now because I'm set, but what I do like to do is, you know, like, so, um, try to think of a, of a recent video of what I did. I can fucking think now, but I, I know that in one of, one of the recent videos that I filmed, I, I, was, I planned it out, I drew it out, you know, I did all the things, wrote what I needed to put, what materials I needed to do. But then as I got so far, I was like, actually, so I could still add in that sort of bit of winging it in there because I was like, oh, this would look better. And then I, cheat, I switched it up and did something better. So there will, there will still be a little bit of winginess in there. It's just I'll plan sort of the main, um, the main part of it and how I'm going to, well, not even how I'm going to construct it. I'd, I'd, I'd even say, actually, how I'm going to construct it still winged. It's just, I know what I want it to look like. Um, like I, sometimes I can sort of visualize it and then I've got to fucking draw it. I'll, you know, like, I'll be in bed fucking one night, I won't be able to sleep and I'll just be fucking watching TV show and I'll be like, fuck, I need to write it down and then I'll forget. And then two days later, I'll remember it again and I'll fucking manage to write it down and, and fucking draw what I need to draw. I mean, my drawings of if someone looked at my drawings, would be like, "How did you get that from that drawing?" <laughs> I don't like it. It all it's, starts it's, with a sketch, man. There. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, that that that's my like favorite part. Like, cause uh, when I do my tattoo, clearly you have to show someone a design. You have to have the like the goal, and you got to work through. <clears throat> but like going through it, man. Once you hit flow state, you might have this awesome idea like halfway through the design, man. You know, and then you just start fucking sending it and winging it a little bit, and it comes out so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like the goal that you had, it comes to fruition, and then it's better than you ever could imagine. So. It must be great yeah. for you guys, like, constructing it from hand, you know, like, sculpting, like, yeah. fucking steel and shit. And then you get this awesome mm-hmm. little, like, fucking blade, you know? Yeah, sometimes it doesn't turn out how you plan, but it is also yeah. cool at, still at the same time. Like, I ground, so I, I did a, I'm doing a Sam My Hunter, and it's got clips on the back. And I don't, I know Richie doesn't know what that means, but Honor does. And <laughs> I push the clips too far, so now it looks like a like skinitar, like it's just like a miniature, like curved dagger now instead of like a hunter. Word. Where, where like there's no flats, <clears throat> it's just four bevels now, and the line is like perfectly curved, matches to the edge, and like I did a good job on it, but it's not what I had in my head when I started. Right. And sometimes you're just like chasing like mistakes where you're like pushing a line too far on one side and then you got to go back to the other side and push it to match. But then that one goes too far because you're stoned or it's two in the morning or whatever. So then you got to go back and you're fucking the best before you know it, you have a dagger. The best art are happy accidents and the best artists are the ones that can take those accidents and make it, you know, like the best art, you know. So when you fuck up and you can identify and that's kind of what I meant, like you see it and you're like, oh, fuck, I see what that could be. You know, like that one fuck up turned into this whole new world you didn't even think, and then you just go do it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's fucking rad, man. I gotta I gotta build a knife. I gotta come over and do it. I gotta blister these fucking soft little bitch artist no, hands. There's no blisters involved. <laughs> it's just as soon as you touch the grinder, your skin's gone. Oh god, that sounds <laughs> awful, man. Oh. Cause you the what you expressed me once, like you shouldn't wear gloves and do it, right? Not really. I don't for one, the heat. Cause you're you're yeah. you know. <clears throat> Um, you're not going to like, it's not like a lathe. Like you're not going to suck your glove into a grinder. If, if you do, it's going to kick the belt off and hit you in the face and then, and then slice you open. Yeah. You'll be done with it. Um, it's not like a lathe where it's going to like pull your hand in and twist your arm until it breaks in a thousand pieces. (laughs) And you, you probably more like it's the heat in it. Like I, cause I grind mine when they've been heat treated. So mostly because because I do make loads of fuck ups, and when I when I grind soft, I used to grind I used to grind when the steel was soft. But I, you know, like you just put that pressure on, like fuck, and now like you take, especially the, like the belts. Like, I use a Qtron belts, and they like, fucking eat still, like like it just doesn't exist. So when I having the blades, and when I'm grinding them, you need to feel that heat coming through. And I, I mean, I do wear the the rubber gloves, but more. I, it's sort of a thing that I wear because I don't want to sort of cross contaminate the wood with the this with the steel dust and make it all fucking gopping, you know, like sometimes especially with G ten or I've been using ivory G ten and as soon as you get anything fucking dark in that G ten, it sits in them fibers and you've got to try and clean it out. So that's why I, that's the majority of the reason why I wear the gloves. But then now I tend to just be wearing them twenty four seven, so I'm on under and they're half hanging off anyway. But I won't wear anything thick for you know, like you say, you can wear them and it's it's not gonna cause any harm, but you need to feel that heat. You don't really want to sort of, even even soft blade. You don't want to put that that sort of um, damage in into the blade f- from the heat. You know, of fucking around with the with the um, with the grain structure and whatnot because you don't really know what it's going to do if you're overheating it sometimes. Yeah, I grind hardened too, and so I that's 
like I'll I'll wrap the tape around my thumbs, and you can the, it gets wet. You can still feel the heat, but it gives me that split second where if I screw up and my thumb hits the belt, just enough time. Fucking just whip it enough, back. just enough time to whip it back. The gaffer's tape will be gone, but you know you still got some like thumb skin meat to, left, dude. I was yeah. adjusting my tracking one day with my finger pointing out like this, and I was turning the knob because I have dual axis, and I boop touched the side of the belt with my finger and it fucking split me right to the nail right open fuck yeah dude yeah hell yeah that's no joke they're the painful ones as well when it goes like when it goes onto your nail and it takes you know you can press your nail and it's like hard but when it takes so much your nail off that it's like it's pretty much like a soft hard layer of skin left on there and you're like fucking jeez it's like yeah. stings especially when you're using like acetone and stuff and you're like fuck i forgot i forgot about that <laughs> finger off that's yeah. it sounds like like the grinding is like from everything that i hear you know like it seems like the best process like the best step in in the whole thing like, like the funnest step yeah like the the funnest mm. like what for you like what is it is it polishing the handle sanding the handle is it is it grinding like i mean wood? the satisfaction after a, a good grind where it came out how you wanted or in a way that you're happy with is awesome but it, yeah. it's not as good as when you first put the oil on the handle and you see the fucking yeah. grains pop. Oh hell yeah, I love those videos that's too. That's like bonerific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd say that's that's my favorite as well. Especially like at the moment, I'm using like a wax, but so I'll put like a wax on it and then leave it on for like 24 hours or whatever. You come off the next day, and you know, obviously, I only stand up to 500, 600 Brit, and it's it's reasonably shiny. But then you put that wax on, leave it on, and you come on the next day, and you just wipe it off, and it's just shiny like magic, and it's just like, fuck yeah, that's. Even actually, when you're putting the oil on, cause obviously, when you even woods and stuff, when you shine them up, they're still sort of like a dull art, you know, like there's still bits of dust or whatever on there, and you wipe it off, and it still looks just doesn't have that pop. And then, as soon as you wipe on that oil or wipe on that wax, you see you see everything, so it sort of like becomes more vibrant, doesn't it? I, I did it with um, some desert ironwood the other day, like fucking polished it up, and I just wiped it across, and I was like, fuck, that's fucking mint. It's like, yeah. it's like going from like black and white TV to fucking straight into fucking 4K HD TV. It's fucking straight in your face. How'd you like that uh, cherry burl I sent you? Yeah, I've, I've got it in my... Do you know what? I've, I've, I've had it in my... Um, in my fucking... In my resin for over a week. I forgot that I'd put it in there. <laughs> and then I switched it on today and fuck me. There was bubbles kicking out everywhere. But I'm looking forward to seeing it once, once I've... Uh, once I've blasted it in oven, it'll sit in resin for a while, like. But it looks real nice. There's a lot of a lot of detail and stuff in there, and a lot of character in that one. Yeah, I've got a pile of it. Cherries a super super common tree here, and for some reason they burl like all of, like bad, all of them. Yeah. I've probably got five six hundred pounds of cherry burl. Holy fucking shit, dude! Yeah, it's weird because like over here, like I, I think it's an American guy who ordered it, and he. Um, like it was, it was specific. He's like, I want cherry salt, and I got, got some, um, I got some cherry, and it had some character to it, but it just didn't. It just lacked that. And I put it in my thing anyway. I was like, Is this all right for you? He's like, Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good, that's good. But you know, like when he, when a customer replies, and it's sort of like you can tell that they are, you know, like when someone's like, Yeah, that's fucking mint. You're like, Oh yeah, I can feel that. But he was just like, Oh yeah, it's nice. Oh it's like, yeah, that's mm, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, they're just being like yeah. professional, courteous. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was sort of lacking. So I, I, I put it in anyway because I thought, you know, if I can't get any more, then I'll use it and I'll fancy it up by segmenting it or whatever. But then obviously you sent me some, some of that pearl and I hadn't even showed him it yet. I'm going to wait until I've... Um, I'm going to wait until I've fucking sorted it in the in my resin chamber and then I'm going to try him one side up and then send him a picture and like, this is what we're going with. The so guy I got it from that... said it was black cherry. I don't know what the difference between black cherry and regular cherry is, but... And when when you say cherry, is it like an actual cherry tree? Is that is that is that what it is? Yeah, they call it cherry. It's cherry wood because it's red. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like grow cherries. All right, fair enough. No. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't think what the the what the other cherry what I've got was called cherry something, but I can't think I can't think of the fucking second name what was written on it. But yeah, when I, I tried to find it in England, I couldn't find it anywhere. Like nowhere seemed to sell it. In fact, I found one seller in England and it was a tiny block. I mean, it, it was listed as knife scales or whatever, knife handles. And it, it said it was, um, it said it had been stabilised and it was like fucking 80 quid, like 80 pounds, English pounds, which is probably going to be about $70. And I was like, how the fuck, like, this guy's not selling that. Like, where the fuck, what the fuck fucking cracks this guy smoking thinking that he's going to sell it for that price? Like, that's, that takes away all my fucking... On my fucking prop on anything if I'm trying to fucking sell something like yeah with a fucking eighty quid fucking knife handle on it. I'm such a fucking cheap fuck too. Like I can't. Like some guys are spending hundred and twenty bucks on a pair of scales, like one knife's worth of scales. I'm like fuck. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like I just can't. I'm too cheap. I guess even I, going I, to yeah, blade. I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it because I think you can you can get what you need from from buying stuff like I'll I'll buy in bigger bulk as well. So I buy stuff like if I buy like um, certain woods and stuff, I'll buy a bigger order to try and I want to try and make it so that the the, the knife scales that the knife books that I buy are no more than no more than twenty pounds per block, and it, it, less than that if I can, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll make something from that and you know like it's 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 good and it's solid and. That's all that matters, really. As long as long as it's fucking good and it's it's stabilized well, then it doesn't fucking matter whether it's like how how much you pay for it. But yeah, some people, some people are buying fucking crazy shit, like like you say, you know, fucking expensive. I'm trying to think what someone in England bought some. Um, I can't think what it was now, but that was about hundred and twenty quid, hundred and twenty pounds. And it's like like where the fuck are you making pro? Especially like someone who he like he can't charge that much for his knives either. So. In fact, he put and he put steel with it as well. So, so in materials, know. he's at two hundred and fifty bucks before he even gets started. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I, and I had seen him selling his knives for more than two hundred and fifty. If I'm honest, is is there like a going rate for like your specific kind of knives and what they sell for? Or is it really just the craftsman? It's really the name, the maker. Um, so it's on how well you make it and what you think it's worth, and then you just like fucking throw a price tag on it. Is that yeah, it's, it's, it's that. yeah. It, 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 I have seen like I remember years ago there was a guy who I think he's in Ireland and he was selling his knives for fucking extortion amounts. I mean he sold the odd few, but I always used to see him complain that he ain't selling many knives. Oh, I check my website. Oh, I ain't selling them. And I thought that's because of the shit. Like you look at them, you can see the blemishes in them. Like you can see the shit. And I, I always say to people that if you can see the blemishes in a picture than the bad in real life because my pictures look better than they do well probably not my pictures because i'm shit taking pictures but in my videos the way i film a video you're always going to try to get the best look like they'll keep taking it same as women taking pictures of themselves you know for a selfie they'll try to get the best look 
So you know that if they look bad in that picture, then they're even fucking worse in real life. And I mean, his knives were shit and he was charging a fortune. He was charging at that time, he was charging more than I was charging. And um, and, I, and like, um, I was definitely a more established maker than he was and I was selling my knives. Like, uh, it was at that point where, you know, I'd tell people a price and they'd go, yeah. They wouldn't even say, oh, it's a bit, oh, yeah, you know, they'd just say, yeah, and then that was it. But for me, I, I started out selling them. In fact, I started out giving them away. I gave a few to friends, my first few knives, started selling them at like 50 pounds each. Then it sort of went up and up and up. And then like every now and again, I'll put my prices up. Like at the moment, they're, they're a lot, they're, they've gone higher now because obviously everything's costing more. Like the, the workshop, to run the work costs more. Yeah. Um, the cost of living's gone up and... So I just sort of take it up as it goes, and if for me my my gauge on selling stuff is if if someone wants a knife, they want a custom knife, they message me and say I want this, and if they don't um and ah, or even if they do um and ah, and they're like yes, if they're saying yes, then I'm at the right price. But if I'm getting a lot of people, if I'm getting a lot of feedback of people saying no, oh, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much, which you are going to get, you are going to get people say it's too much. But if if the majority of people who ask say it's too much, then then they are really really like your prices maybe a bit high. Right, yeah. At the moment, I'm at a, at a comfortable sort of level where, I mean, let's say out of the last 10 people who've wanted a knife, one of them has, it was too much, but then still ordered it anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's funny know. how that works. There's always a stickler, dude. There's always one cheap motherfucker out there, you know, who's just like, ah, but they, they, they want it. And that shows yeah. you craftsmanship, man. You know, it means you're doing good. If the, Even if they think it's a little pricey, but they spend the money, they thought it was worth it. So that's that's yeah. good. F- funnily enough, it's that it's the people I've been doing there. That's the guy who was like, oh, it's a bit much, but right. he'll be happy when he fucking sees it. Like, I put, I've, I put a lot of effort into it. I always say as well, like, some, sometimes people will be like, oh, you know, like, it's a bit expensive. You know, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to be like 100 or 200 pounds. And I'm like, look, mate, like, this knife, like, I'm going to be working on it for weeks. Like, I would just, like, I could finish a knife in maybe three days or whatever. But would you work three days for 100 pounds? Bearing in mind, I've got over, I've got overheads. Like, I've got workshop, I've got internet, I've got the bins, the fucking, the, the rent, fucking electricity. I've also got um, travel to get there and i've got materials and that so you take that take all that off and it's only a fraction of that for that one knife but then that brings it down to let's say a hundred pounds you're like is a hundred pounds for three days work are you gonna work for that you're probably not gonna work fucking three days for hundred pounds so my prices are what they are yeah no dude i i i don't think i'll ever have a an apprentice but if i do the one thing i'm gonna teach them the very first thing the general public will ruin how much you love what you do if you let it, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I think everyone's so used to going to the grocery store. They're used to going to Walmart, you know? They're yeah. used to, and so when they go shop with someone who works for themselves, they just don't have that understanding of what goes into it, you know? You are the yeah. boss, the janitor, the, the everything, all the bullshit you don't want to do. You got to do that before you can even make the knife. And that's, the, that, that's what mm-hmm. you want to do, you know? And uh, it, it's hard to put a price on that, especially when you're a consumer, so... I get that a lot of my line of work as well, and it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I drew for 10 fucking hours before you got here, you know, and then I paid a bunch well, of... That, ta- that, that, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, because, like, like, my missus, like, today and now, she'll draw and draw and fucking pictures, and I mean, like, for some people, like, they're fucking messaging, they want this, they want that, but then you'll show them it, it's exactly what they wanted, you know, you look through the messages, it's exactly what I wanted, no, I want you to change this, so then that's more hours, more hours. You're not getting paid for those hours that you design and stuff, you know, and... And same same with knife making, like I'll design people knives before they even get to it. And I had people and people drop out of that, you know, like, is this what you want? Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. 
ghost never hear from ever again oh. that's time that i've wasted you know like it's it's fucking it, it is like it's a it's it's strange and I, I don't think people see it for what it is people always say you know like you'll always speak to people i'd love to work for myself but it's not that you know like you're working for someone else and you're saying you'd love to work to yourself because your boss is telling you what to do but when you get to work for yourself and you know like you take days off because your kids poorly or something's happened or you know like i mean like monday and friday last week the electric was off for two hours on Monday and an hour on Friday. That's time that's not working. So I'm, I'm missing out on time there. You know, like I go on all day. That's two weeks I'm off work and I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm, no one's fucking paying me. You, you work for someone else, they're paying you. You go home on a night, your work finishes. I come on a night, I've got to design stuff. I've got to do all my social media stuff. And it sort of ends up in like the la- later hours and I'm not getting paid for that stuff, but it's just some of what I've got to do. And I understand that that's what I've chosen to do. But I'm, you know, like it's like, it's not, it's not the fucking the sweetness everyone seems to think that it actually is. No, dude, uh, dude. If you want to be successful and make money, you gotta outwork everyone else, and that, and that's it. Mm. When you work for yourself, you just gotta get up and grind. Uh, I think, like Coakley said it before on the show, like it, it going and working for someone, you know, and just stamping a, a you know, like a time thing, you know what I mean? It, it, it's yeah. easy. It's the easy way because you don't have to do anything. There's an accountant that does it for you. You know, there's an, a payroll yeah. dude that does it for you. There's a janitor that does You just have one little job and a big job, you know, to where you are every job when you work for yourself because it, it is it is tough, man. I, I live my dream, but it is fucking 100 hours a week every fucking yeah. week. Well, there is that, like, I do say to him, like, I enjoy my work, I enjoy, I enjoy filling the stuff, I enjoy making the knives, I enjoy, I enjoy everything about it, but it's just not the, it's not what you think it is, it's not the all bells and whistles, and, like, I enjoy the community and stuff like this now, like, if I was doing, if I was working for someone else now, I, I won't be on this, this podcast, like, speaking to people in a total different country, you know, like, obviously getting wood sent from ryan and stuff like that. and it's it's cool like all this these little branches which come from from doing it hell yeah man um which which is you know it makes it worth it you know even stuff like so like i'll, I'll post a video i mean i had i had one slingshot video and it didn't do too well so it's like fucking nice one i spent i spent a week doing that and fucking two days editing it and there's gonna be no fucking not money much earnings for it. it's not gonna pay for itself for my time but then you're getting nice quints on it, you know, like people are like, oh, it's fucking, like, I, uh, this is giving me ideas, or I, I really enjoyed this video, it's giving me a good, and, and that's that's sort of like the, the extra payments as well, you know, like, in, Hell yeah. it's, uh, it's what, one thing what keeps me going, stuff stuff like that, definitely, and and then there is that ambition, you know, the the drive and the, the want, like, I I've said it all along. I said if, if if I only have one person watching my YouTube videos, I'll still keep going because I'm a fucking awkward stubborn cunt, and I'll never stop <laughs> just just out of people's stubbornness. Even if it's costing me fucking god knows how much money a, a fucking month, I'm just gonna keep at it because eventually one day, I mean, I'll I'll probably I'll hit the algorithm somewhere, and it'll just it'll. I mean, I had it before, like I had the a chain axe video, and that hit like some fucking magical algorithm. It did well to start off with, and then <clears throat> a year later, it just went fucking wild. I think it's on like 60 million views now. Holy and shit. Like, yeah, the year after it did it again, like it, it, I think it went to 30 million views the year after I posted it, and then the year after it, it went to 30 million views, it did another 30 million, and it's still sort of trickling in now. So eventually I'll hit that. I'll build something, and it'll just go wild, and that's... I'll just keep aiming for that. And Damn, dude, you're that. hitting Justin Bieber numbers on the views, man. Congratulations. 
Hell yeah. And I'm better looking, less smackhead looking as well. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. Oh, it must feel so good, dude, when you get that reward too. You know, it's not just a paycheck. Like what you just said, getting a network with people and that feeling like yeah. all that work came from the tip of your fingers, you know, and that fucking feels good at the end of the day, man. Good for you, dude. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. That, that's one thing as well, what my what my missus was saying. She was like, she said, I find it weird. She said, because with the tattooing community, we saw, like, there's no community. Everyone backstabbing each other and will help each other out. And she said, whereas you's, like, all help each other out. You know, like, like I, I, I don't know if I said it on, on the, the old podcast with you, Ryan. I said about, like, early, early on, well, not early on, but quite a few years ago, I remember messaging Jeff Fedder and I was like, oh, look, I'm trying this out. See, you've done it. Like, would you mind? Like, would you mind me uh, helping me through it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And she was there when I was asking him. He was telling me like, what to what to do. And I was obviously fucking taking a mental note of it. And she, she just couldn't believe it. She was like, if I asked, like, another tattooist, she'd just be like, nah, I'm telling you. So she finds, like, the sort of the community. and Because really, like, as much as, yeah, it's a business and we're all selling knives, we aren't really competing against each other. There's people who are like my knives aren't necessarily going to buy like Jeff's knives or Ryan's knives. You know, like there is that difference of, of opinion. Someone who will buy one off me obviously prefers my knife. It, it, it ain't going to win me over because I, because Ryan gives me fucking cherry bill. He's given me and gone, actually, I'll just go to Ryan then instead. It doesn't, it sort of doesn't really work like that. Whereas I, mean, I don't think tattooing works like that either, but the people in the tattooing community seem to keep it, keep the cards to the chest and not help each other out thinking that that's how it's going to be. Even if it's someone in America and, you know, like obviously we could compete against each other in different countries because we post out, but a tattooist couldn't. So it's sort of you know, like no one's going to, well, they probably will, but majority of people out flying to America to get tattooed for a guy in America. So why wouldn't you teach someone in England or help them out if they ask a question? It's, I think that a lot of that stems from uh, like tattoo artist clients. They find an artist and they stick with that artist. You know what I mean? Like this is the person who tattoos me. Knife collectors mm -hmm. are people who buy handmade knives. <clears throat> They're like, okay, I've got one or two from Ryan. I'd like one from Honor or I'd like one from, you know, Jeff Fader or whoever. And then they check them off their list. So we're not competing with each other. Right. You know what I mean? It's uh, so weird. It it sucks, man, to be honest. You know, because exactly how your old lady said it, It's that's how it is here. It's uh, Even if you work in another, like in a shop with another artist, it's catty. You know, they always talk shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm fortunate. I work with my big brother and it's like a dream, you know, so just tattooing next to someone I love. And whenever we learn something, we share it. You know, I'm like, dude, check out what I learned today. Like, you know, this technique. And I have a couple artist friends who are cool, you know, but for the most part, and everyone's a good person, you know, I'm not shitting on anyone, yeah. but it is, it is tough because it's so competitive and it's like, nah, man, we all got to eat. It, there could be mm. 200 more tattoo artists and everybody's still going to be fed, dude. There's tattoos for everybody to do, you know, we should just share yeah. knowledge and try to hoist each other forward. And the thing is, there's more chance of you selling more tattoos than there are of people selling that many knives. You know, like people, people have got loads of, like, someone's going to have more skin and more tattoos than they are going to have knives in their collection. Yeah. So it's like, you've got more customer base than than, than knives, really. But I, I know that I definitely saw it because we're like, we're sort of, obviously she watched, she, she likes watching uh, Ink Master. She watched Ink Master. You can see the catting and stuff on there. Then yeah. you watch something like Four fire and then you'll have like a guy who's stuck on some and the other guy will come over and go oh yeah and these are in direct competition with each other it's not even like us now we're not competing but these are competing and they're still helping each other out yeah. whereas on like ink mask they'll see something like oh have you seen so and so is it's not uh he's not done this which is one of the things hey i don't say out 
And it's like, fucking help them out. Like, I'd rather beat someone who is the best of yeah. them because then I beat them out the best. But they're like, you know, like, oh, I want to win. And if, if it means if it means me not helping them out and them losing on a technicality, then then I'll just fucking, I'll win that way. It's, it's fucking strange. And it's, it's blood money because it's somebody's skin, you know? So if they see mm. that the other artist is going to fuck up or make a mistake, you know, it's like, say something, dude, respect that client. It doesn't, like, that money yeah. doesn't matter. If you're going on Ink Master to win 100 grand, like, and that's why you're there, you already lost. You know, you want to go in there and yeah. be the best. <laughs> Um, but I've noticed, like, I've made a lot of friends, or not friends, but just, you know, I see everyone on Instagram, like, from Ryan, and mm -hmm. so I'm, like, I see a lot of the knife community. You guys are so supportive toward my art. Like, you motherfuckers will comment, like, on my my, my tattoos and shit, and, like, try to, like, be cool mm -hmm. about it, and I try to extend that back to everybody. Everybody's so communal in, in the knife community, and it's awesome to see. It's so positive, you know? It, it was interesting yeah. at Blade, too, because I had never been, and... In any other realm, you would never be able to just walk up to, like, the upper echelon, like, celebrities of that community and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Ryan, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, uh, Mareko Mumasi, mm. super cool guy. Met all the Fortune Fire hosts. Super cool guys. Was like, that one dude there, the dude that always pretends to do martial arts? Doug Micarta. Or <laughs> Doug, <laughs> yeah, however you say his last name. He was. I didn't meet him though. I didn't get to meet Jay Edge, Nielsen Edge or weapon him. Weapon specialist. Yeah. 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 He like slap foos all the fucking dead animals that they're trying to cut. <laughs> yeah. <up>. yeah. <laughs> Me and my missus always have like a running finger. We'll look at his face while he's chopping stuff because he just he's like. <laughs> like some, it's like his fucking cum face or something every time he tries to fucking slash stuff it's fucking weird he was there but i didn't get to meet him i didn't meet jay nielsen but i did meet dave baker and ben abbott and jason knight's been on the show twice now he's fucking mm -hmm. cool that first podcast you did with him i i listened to that one man he has really cool uh, perspective and he just talks about being an artist as opposed to being like just a knife maker like he's, mm -hmm. an, he's a fucking artist it was it was cool to hear that perspective from him uh, and like yeah. when he was well, in that, his apprenticeship, that's, that's that's what I always tell people now. You know, because the the problem with knife making is like the current culture, especially in England. I mean, it's not. I always, I always tell people that in whatever year it was, I think it was twenty uh, twenty eighteen or whatever it was, the statistics for 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 assaults and murders was higher for house bricks and traffic cones than it was knives but the government like to say that it's knives and night crimes bad even though you know you you, you get rid of knives and people can use whatever else they can get to hand anyway but i'll always say to people that it's not it's not really it's not really knife making you know violence and stuff. it is art like, and so many people you, you put in you are sort of an artist like you say you know you put in you put in your art form into just into a blade shaped item like people design like a a, a certain shape of knife and, and the handle scales it's it's not as simple as just like oh, i'm gonna get this this steel and put this wood on it there we go because you're like you're looking at it and you're looking at the steel and and especially if it's like something like damascus and you'll find like a, a wood which sort of goes with that or like with the scales you'll find contrasting pins or contrasting liners and there is a lot more thought that goes into it rather than just like oh, i'm a knife bearer and i like people who stab people and that's just the way forward and i always i do always say to people it is it's art it's, it's art just in in knife making form Hell, oh dude totally you're sculpting you're taking yeah. like material and you, and you sculpt the whole damn thing from the handle to the to the blade itself 
you know, yeah. it, and it's a fucking beautiful medium, man. It, it really is because it takes such precision to make every last little bit of the knife like flawless. And uh, mm. I love looking at work ethic. I recently just posted on my Instagram, uh, like the very first tattoo I did on somebody else and a fucking yeah. quarter sleeve I did like a week ago. And you you see the work ethic, you see the grind, you know, and uh, I have what, like you gave me like your fifth knife, third, third. Yeah. It's a it's cool, but it's a big piece of shit compared to what he can do now. I love the fucking knife. I still have it. It's it's amazing, dude. Yeah. I'm glad I have it. But compared to what like I I have a knife set that he made me, and it's fucking beautiful. It's flawless. Everything is just great, you know. Yeah. But I bet if you look at it, you see like I every see, I see pieces of shit in it. Yeah, from yeah. the pictures. Yeah. When I like scroll through my phone, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> fucking nice to see that, but. We but see I, things you, know, you like guys don't see. Right. Yeah. And that's that's one another thing what I've said all along as well. I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm looking at my knife for years and years and going, you know, like, let's start making a knife today. And then next year, I look at that knife and go, perfect. And then the next year after that, perfect. I want to constantly, every single year, keep looking at the year's previous knives and going, they're shit. Yes. This one's the better. They're shit. And just constantly and constantly, because I've, I've done it. Like, I made, um, I made a batch of three... Um, you know, were they saxes? Fucking God knows how many years ago, and I sold two of them straight away. And this last one, it was it was the handle scales were a bit different on it, and I didn't sell it, so I did it in a giveaway. Like, in fact, it just sat in a fucking case for fucking over a year. I, I, I did a giveaway on my um, Instagram page. And then I remember like unzipping to take the pictures and I looked in and I thought, I just want to fucking throw this in the bin. It's fucking disgusting. I hate it. It was horrible. I was like, that's wrong. This is wrong. This shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be there. That's fucking. But I mean, I, I, the guy who actually won it, he fucking loved it. He never, like he never, like you say, he never pointed anything bad. And then bought three knives off me after that, obviously over over a period of, of another year. He fucking just kept right. more knives off me. And it's just like fucking hell. Like, like you say, like other people don't see the certain things, but. I, I myself just want to constantly see that evolution, constantly keep growing and and doing better. Whereas yeah. I've noticed in England, especially, there's knife makers who I used to follow when I first started making knives. I used to look at the knives and go, "They're amazing." And now I'm not not better than them, but now I'm, I've developed more. Like, I feel like I've evolved, I should say, more than they have, and they're still in that. You know, in that. I feel like a lot of knife makers in England hit a thing where they're selling knives and they're comfortable and that's it. They don't, they don't like, try anything different. Everything's the same. You know, you can scroll through their Instagram feeds or whatever and you're like, oh, that's just that knife. And it's just everything's the same, same, the same materials, the same everything. You know, they're not they're not trying to better themselves. I mean, if, if that works for them, that's fine. But for me, it's like I, like I say, I want to constantly fucking have shit knives every single year. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, that's a fucking warrior mentality, man. It just means you're a champion. I uh, I shit on my artwork all the time. And I hate it because I would never say it to a client. Like, you would never look at your client and be like, oh, God, that knife I'm giving you is shit. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it, similar, man, I look at tattoos I did last year and I'm like, why did I think that was good? Like, what the fuck's going on with me? And then it makes me nervous. But if you can't identify those things, you live in a vacuum. You'll never move forward, you know? And if you want to be yeah. a champion, you got to keep fucking digging. You got to pay attention to detail and see that. And that's what separates mm. the great, you know, from uh, just the regular. And so uh, yeah. 
I see that too in my community, man. You you see other artists just not evolving, not trying different technique, not 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 doing reaching, not going out of their comfort zone, you know. And uh, to each yeah. their own, man. But I want to always, I just want to ever be evolving, just get better and better and better and better. And uh, yeah, because I mean, uh, as well, like it is cool, you know. Like obviously, the, there'll be certain artists who'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a black and gray artist, but and they do other stuff, and it's cool that they have like a sort of an area which is sort of specializing, but you see him, like, you see him branching out and doing loads of shit. Like, how the fuck are you, you know, like I've seen some artists where they, they say they're black and gray, and then you see him doing color stuff or like, like, um, you know, like fucking old school styles or the realism, and you're like, how the fuck are you only a black? Like, how are you specializing that when that looks so fucking good? Like, right. surely that's as you know, like, and that's it's good to see shit. It's good to see it from other people, you know, like it's, it's good to see other people sort of doing that sort of thing as well. It's weird. You say that because Richie's one of those guys. So he's like uh, black, gray wash, gray wash, gray wash. One of the nicest, most vibrant tattoos I've ever seen is on the inside of my bicep. <laughs> and it's a fucking full color, orange, green, and like Japanese koi fish. And it's yeah. gorgeous. But we also, that was the tattoo where we ate the edibles that were, <laughs> not uh oh yeah dude they were not made correctly yeah no i was on another planet the entire time i was tattooing him that was uh <laughs> i kind of that was like i held my breath shut my eyes and it and it didn't come out bad <laughs> yeah we, we've told the story before but basically richie and i both had a fucking we each ate one cookie that was supposed to be a mild dose and we both fucking had like epiphanies like i was laying there on the table getting couldn't even feel the tattoo i'm just like I'm a fucking piece of shit. I don't work hard enough. <laughs> fucking, I should sleep four hours a night. Why am I a fucking loser? My life's fucking, I'm running out of time. I got to fight. And like, I just looked over at Richie. I'm like, are you freaking out? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I'm like, you stole that bag of chips when you were nine, bro. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, why is this happening? fucking steals chips, bro? I'm trying to draw a pretty fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that that that's how you know you're a champion, dude. You sat through that shit. You just sat and took a pain because it was in the armpit, dude. You have sleeves, you know the fucking yeah. armpit sucks, dude. In that area, I have yeah. all the worst spots tattooed: armpit, tricep, ditches of both elbows, backs of both knees. Yeah, yeah. fuck me. The job, the back of the knee. It's not, not so much the pain. It's the I have like a finger that when someone goes near it, it's got like, it gives me that like oh, like I have it there as well in, in like the center of my chest in I can't think what it's called the sternum right my chest yeah where, where it dips down whenever I, like when I've used when I've had that tattoo before it gives me like a it gives me a like I have to like make them stop so I can like cut, like fucking get my fucking nerves back together and then let them start again it's just some weird fucking thing that I have but back of the legs one of them she did a she did some line work on on that one like a big Zeus on the back of my leg and it went right right near the fucking ditch and I was just like gonna have to fucking stop a minute mate it's just it, it <laughs> dude it can tap sick. out anybody uh <laughs> I, the only tattoo I've ever had the artist tap me out and I cried I was crying dude <laughs> it was the back of my calf man it was awful Fuck. Richie did the back of one and Joel did the back of the other and when Joel was the back the tattoo heat on that side was there's a lot of black in it so he's filling in black, and he's just going along, and I hear him start giggling. I'm like, what the fuck are you giggling for? And he goes, you'll see. Fucking, he's getting up into my ditch. And the, as soon as he hits, like, that spot where the skin creases. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, not real skin. It's, like, that weird thin skin. And, like, as soon yeah. as the needles pass over that, you're like, 
Like, it just takes your fucking breath away. It'll fucking make a man yeah. out of you, dude. It's uh, it's nuts. You'd be shocked at how uh, women take tattoos so much better than men. Like, every yeah. fucking time, man. Some men. Uh, some, no, some, like, dude, you, you're stoic. You say, you say <laughs> like a fucking rock. I've tattooed you, like, 12 hours, right? At a time, yeah. The Johnny yeah, like, Cash was noon to midnight. I could do that tattoo in four hours now. That's, that's... <laughs> That's that, but yeah, twelve hours of you took it. Yeah, uh, Crystal holds the record though. She tattooed what? me for fourteen on what? My forearm, filling in all that biomech. Oh, dude! Wow, that's crazy. I mean, she's well, she's never gonna hear this, but she was slow. She was kind of slow. Yeah, she was kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to stop for blowjob breaks. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's funny, dude. You got to let me get back into your cab. I've said that before on the show. I'm no, get so I said like whenever. Fucking, we can know. do it after we fucking hang up here. You want to? Uh, <laughs> what time is it? Four. No. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? Fair enough. I actually don't have anything going to... Uh, I think I have a touch-up at two, so I'm free. Like, you want to tattoo me tomorrow? Yeah, dude. Uh, my uh, my later appointment I had to reschedule. They have a, like a bar mitzvah or some shit they're going to, so... Okay. Uh, if you come at like three or four, it could probably get you going. I got to do like an hour's worth of touch-up work on a, on this kid. You want to do a portrait? Of what? Who do you want? Honor, who should I get tattooed on me tomorrow? May. Oh, dude, send me a fucking photo and I will tattoo <laughs> you on Koku tomorrow. <laughs> See, I think people take tattoos too seriously. You know, they're like, oh, I'm going to be wearing that for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, in 20 years, it's going to look like a fucking blob and nobody's going to know. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I got Joe Rogan on my shin. I got so much shit for that tattoo after he posted it. The comments, oh my oh, god, yeah. <laughs> that looks like the leg of a guy that would have Joe Rogan tattooed on his leg. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of leg is that, man? That's a funny comment to make about. I had someone. slippers on. I got slippers on right now. I wear slippers all the time, bitch. Hell yeah, dude. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, Everyone who said that was non-binary, vegan, or whatever. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No one normal said it. No one normal. Yeah. Well, people who listen to the news and think that it's legit, like, ah, oh, the news is telling us the Joron's a prick, so he's definitely a prick. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever planned a tattoo before. I don't know, man. I think we just kind of send it when you come in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how much time you got? How much time have you got? Yeah. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Show up tomorrow and bring some weed cookies. That, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll, fucking, we'll do it, man. I don't eat edibles anymore because of that day. I've been drinking weed sodas, bro. It's uh, it's been working out for me. Yeah, weed sodas. <laughs> it's legal oh, dude. here. Oh, dude, they're soothing. Yeah, it's so nuts. Uh, I once in my youth was persecuted for fucking marijuana, you know, a flower, and now I walk into a store that's for adults, and uh, I just buy weed soda, soda, lemonade, um, fucking popcorn. Yeah. My wife gets fucking hot chocolate. It's powdered weed, hot chocolate. What? Yeah, you just make it like hot chocolate. Oh shit. Well, I'm going to be doing that now. That, sounds good. that gets tricky, though, because the whole bag is like 1,000 milligrams, so then you got to dose yourself out. Oh, So no. you got to be like, oh, no. I, you know, and you start scooping it in. But I need a pseudoscientist to measure that shit for me so I don't meet Jesus. Yeah. 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 But fuck yeah, dude. I, uh, I got to get going to the old lady here, man. Got to get back. I got to go get dog food. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for a piss. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's nice to meet you, man. That was super fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for having me on. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much, dude. I'm gonna play us out. You fucking be safe over on your side of the pond, man. Welcome! 
kill the road 